You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. So happy, so thankful for another weekend on Buff Hub, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I'm your host, Steve Vega. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining me on your weekend, wherever you're at, whatever you're doing. Thank you for taking some time out, and we are all very excited to see the starters take stage at Pittsburgh at 6.30 p.m. this weekend, the second preseason game. And, man, it's going to be an eventful weekend. We've got the Sean O'Malley versus uh, Sterling Fight for all of you who are uh, MMA fans. I, for one, have been following uh, Sean O'Malley for quite some time now, and I've been waiting for his chance. Uh, we all know the history with him. We all know the history with Aljo. But this isn't an MMA <laughs> podcast. This is a Buffalo Bills podcast, right? I could rant on for days. But it just looks as though things are building up, obviously, for these uh, for these Buffalo Bills. And the main thing for me, I just want to see some continuity. I am a little bit... I'm a little bit bitter about... The running back position right now uh we'll get into that but um yeah basically guys today we're just going to be talking about the bills and the steelers and i want to get into this running back room uh analysis i've been doing as far as the injuries go uh about two players actually and kind of want to poke at the room a little bit and kind of see what we got going on latavius murray is a is a veteran uh whose roots were in upstate new york and he's really happy to be back home uh, but we'll see what kind of happens with this room, right? It's very diverse, and, and they're trying to figure out how to solidify it. Uh, Dalvin Cook obviously making uh, headline news in uh, Gotham City, signing for that one-year deal, which I thought was going to be way more money. Far bigger deal. But uh, we're going to get into as to why it looks as though the Jets gave him what they believed he deserved. And maybe that's the biggest contract he was going to get. Um and I'm going to get into why, right? But number one, there's just one guy that I've been rooting for, and now I just feel as though it's it's such a very high-risk situation of injury for him. I don't know how much I trust him in the stretch with being injured before the season even starts. Before the preseason even starts, Damian Harris is letting me down. I have vouched for him. I have been one of the people on this channel who has raved about his ability and his tenacity. A lot of people from other fan bases love him, believe that he is a guy that if you bring him to your into your running back room, even if he's second on the chart, he is one of those guys who can really bring it and bring that X factor when it comes down to running in between the tackles and point blank just making a difference. 
But you can't make a difference sitting on the sideline. It's not the reason why the Bills signed him. Uh, it, it's just, it's it's insane. You look at one of these charts that um, you know I found on. I was I was just reviewing a bunch of different articles and trying to find some some shine of light, right? And I, and I did. I found some. Um, look, I, the tough part is he's young, right? Damian Harris is not. He hasn't even hit thirty yet. Hasn't even hit over 28 years old, um, it, it's, it's tough. You know, his, his burst is still there, but the injury factors, you look at the way everything started with his history, it just started with concussions. From concussions, it looked like hamstring issues and foot issues, and it's really tough to see what he's going to bring to the table. The Bills signed him for a one-year deal, but I'm telling you right now, you're talking about getting those tough yards. That is not something James Cook is going to be able to do. James Cook is a guy you can rely on first and 10, second and 10, uh, maybe a third and five situation, but I do not trust him um, too much in the third and two, third and one range, <laughs> let alone third and three, right? It, it's it's something about Harris that really gives you that comfortable type of a role if he's not injured and seeing this 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 come up and, and Sean McDermott say, well, you know, he has a back soreness and he's on the right track. It it's tough. It's tough. Now, who knows exactly what happens in practice, right? People fall on you and they they went to pads and um guys are trying to win a roster spot. And it's not like Damian Harris went into this team with a three year deal and they were gonna kind of gingerly, you know, let him do what he needed to do in practice. They basically let him go full on, from what I'm understanding. And this could be an issue. Now, this is something that I have a bone to pick with Sean McDermott. And this goes to show you something to take note of, guys. How are we managing injury going into the season? These guys are not playing football like they used to. They're not. There's a lot more money on the table so it, it's just the game is played so differently and it's very unexpected on when you'll get hurt. I feel like way back when you look at the way football was played, everyone was used to kind of playing sore, playing hurt, and they just played through it and great players came out of that. But it's not the same way anymore. Everyone's trying to protect you. Um, and then if someone's trying to protect you know, their health, whether if it's on the offensive line, it's almost a political issue, right? It's like, well, if I get injured, if I block too hard here, and it's like, I just, I kind of, I have a bone to pick with the way this team is being managed right now. I do not like seeing that Damian Harris is hurt already. I, I don't like it. Um, I don't care if you're trying to prove a point to your team in practice. Like, I, I don't know what the specific philosophy is, but when injuries to key players happen, um, I'm going to keep note of it. And yes, it's not an ACL tear. It's not something absolutely critical, but it is something that is very freaking annoying on you talk about, uh, stuff that starts to pop up on the news. We don't, we're only going to, and this is the thing that this is what I don't like about players and coaches. Sometimes they'll get on their, their soapbox or whatever and be like, yeah, you know, everyone who's, everyone who's watching our team or, you know, speculating or whatever, whatever, you know, like they don't really know what's going on. Okay. Then tell us. Of course, we're going to speculate and we're going to judge based off of what we know. But if you're so, uh, you know, up on your high horse on what you believe we know compared to what you know, well, we only know as much as we're being told. So I guess it's really none of our business at the end of the day then. But yeah, I'm getting a little spicy because 
I want to make sure our team's ready to go uh, week one. And and Damian Harris, for me, is huge. I don't think James Cook really does uh, make a huge difference against the Jets. You need to be able to punch them in the mouth. Quinn and Williams is going to come at you, and you need, to be, you need to be able to punch back, right? You talk about having a guy who can go in between the tackles and take the punishment. This is what we're talking about. Um, week one's huge for me. I don't care about these preseason games. Yeah, we can talk about them, but they're worthless at the end of the season. You're not talking about how the Bills blew out a team 30 to zip in a preseason game. Who cares? You're thinking about that first game in Gotham City, right? And it's on primetime on the anniversary of a tragedy that is going to bring a lot of emotion to this game on September 11th. You know, it is no freaking joke. You talk about DeMar Hamlin, all these storylines and things that are going into this and, and the Jets on hard knocks, you know, raving about how their offensive line sucks. Um, and maybe it doesn't. Maybe it's just part of the show and it's a smokescreen. I don't know. But there's a lot I, I believe and there's a lot I don't believe. What I do know is the facts. The facts is he has a 92%, 92% chance of missing injury. Of, excuse me, of, of, of being injured in 2023. And, and and that's that's a big deal to me. So how do we just bubble wrap him until the first week where we really need him? I don't know. Still want to play in the preseason then. Um. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels. But now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. And it's tough, right? We're going to talk about Dalvin Cook now. I I called it. I called it. I just, I knew he wanted to be somewhere where he could just kind of shine, you know, be with a stellar quarterback that he's never had in his career and show what he can do. The issue with him is, you know, he's going to demand some touches. And you got the issue with Brees Hall now. No one wants to talk about it. Brees Hall is going to be learning from him, but Brees Hall just had to come back from an atrocious injury. Coincidentally, in his first year getting that ACL tear, the same exact thing happened to Dalvin Cook in his rookie year. 2017, he tore his ACL. It was just the funniest thing to read. <laughs> Coach Zimmer described Cook's injury as a normal, typical ACL tear. What's normal and typical about that? Well, that's what happens when they start hitting more low than high and guys' careers take a turn for the worst. That's most likely why he wasn't able to get another contract. You look at his injury history, how it began, and how it ended up. The entire right side 
of Dalvin Cook's body was just in shambles, right, his whole career. And it's one of the reasons I think the Bills shade away from him um, and didn't want to heavily invest into a running back. Shoulder dislocation from that, it actually turned into a shoulder labrum tear. It's pretty insane what this guy's had to go through. And then September 25th of last season, uh, the first two other injuries were simultaneous together of a shoulder dislocation and a shoulder labrum tear in 2021 in November. And then the following year, beginning of the season, dislocated shoulder uh, in, a, in, a, in a win over Detroit. He then had surgery on that shoulder, so he's been through the ringer as well. He has an 81% chance of injury in 2023, so there's going to be a lot of expectation for for some of these players uh, being signed by the Green Bay Jets. <laughs> um, I mean, literally, the, the, the entire team is basically the NFC North. It's, it's quite remarkable what's uh, transpired in New Jersey. But I'm going to say this. I will never, until Robert Sala leaves that organization in this division ever, uh, take the Jets lightly as long as he is head coach. I have a ton of respect for him. I've said it over and over again. I think he has a lot of guts. I think he has a lot of leadership. I like his background a lot. If Sean McDermott was not the head coach of the Buffalo Bills and he was available, I'd take him over plenty of coaches. Uh, that would be available. So um, adding Dalvin Cook to the mix on their offense is quite possibly a Super Bowl run in the making. All they need to do is figure out their offensive line woes, which, breaking that down, um, did you know that their offensive line, as talented and as robust as they may be on paper, have never altogether actually played a game a game healthy together. Someone has always been injured or the right side, or the left side. There's never been any consistent healthy play out of that offensive line room for the Jets. That's the reason they're so out of sync. But it doesn't help when you have Quinn and Williams and those boys on the defensive line of the Jets that just are absolute terrors uh, wreaking havoc. So <laughs> if they can learn how to you know, win some battles against them in the trenches, every other team's going to be in trouble. I don't care. If I see the offensive line play well and they significantly just shut down the Buffalo Bills in week one, I have the Jets winning the division, no doubt. I, I As much as there's personalities I just do not like about the team, whatever, I will honestly, wholeheartedly say the Bills are in trouble. And, I mean, if, if they get their butts handed to them, and, I mean, the offense does not know how to move the football against this Jets team, the Bills are probably going to have to redo the entire roster on a lot of levels. Like, this is huge for them to dominate um, and assert themselves once again this year with zero excuses, right? And I want zero excuses from the Jets, too. I don't want to hear anything, oh, the offensive line this, the offensive line that. Well, you know, um, tough crap. You know, I really don't care. You, they're offense. They're they're NFL drafted players, and that's the the organization's fault, and it's the coaching's fault. At the end of the day, um, so you know, winning the battles in the trenches is going to be huge for the Buffalo Bills going into Week One, uh, and and you know, going back here to 
the situation of the running back room, right? I want to round this back up here. When I see this room, the only concern I have is can they just become consistent for this offense? That's going to go two ways, right? The players have to be available and ready, but the coaches have to put them in position. They just can't be some standard ISO formation, let's just run the football type of play. We all know that those typical plays just do not work like they used to, unless you unless you have Derrick Henry. Um, when you have more finesse backs, and you got to run a lot of single back, and I think that's something that the Bills pride themselves being able to run. Um and being able to swing around the tight end. But again, if they're going to run a fullback set and, you know, whatever have you, they got to get creative with it because these defensive lines that the Buffalo Bills are going to be facing nowadays are very disciplined. More importantly, the linebackers are so fast, so big. They move as fast as safeties and they hit as hard as linebackers at this linebacker position, like all together. And sometimes some of them hit like defensive linemen. Um, it's, it's a very versatile type of defensive. Uh, fronts that you're seeing nowadays and it's not like you can just get up and run straight up the gut it's it's different you got to get creative and running that's one of the reasons I think the Bills kind of shied away from running the football um, as much as they would have absolutely love to do it um, over the last couple of years because it's way easier to be more creative with the passing game than it is with the running game but as we have seen over and over again the creativity reaches a sudden halt when the running back room does not produce, when they need to produce in very critical games. And for me, ultimately, what this is all going to come down to is availability and getting them in position. And it's going to obviously start in the preseason, right? Seeing who can produce, seeing who can do something. Um, not having Damian Harris in the lineup with the starters makes me pretty sad. I don't know if he's going to play or not. I mean, we'll see. Game time decision, maybe. I'm believing that Sean McDermott is just basically going to shut him down maybe up until the end of the third preseason game, maybe throw him in a little bit to get him hot. But ultimately, the what I'm, what I'm believing and what I'm seeing is a team that wants to get in sync a little bit, play it safe, and just execute when they're called. The Bills are going to have a very tough stretch to begin the season and it's it, they're going to have to get creative with this running game in order to, to, to sustain success. Going against the Jets, going against the Raiders um, who are going to be, I think, even better uh, without Derek Carr and having Jimmy Garoppolo, in my opinion. Uh, the Commanders are always putting up a good fight. Then you got to the, the Miami Dolphins coming to Buffalo in October, which I think is going to be good, a good swing of momentum. But then right after that, they got to swing around and they got to go to London, play an away game, that's a home game, against the Jaguars, and they come back home on a primetime game against the New York Giants. I think that stretch is they're going to have to run the football effectively so they can get some pressure off of Josh Allen. I, th this is, for me, if, if, if I am looking at this schedule to start the season, these first five games, this first six games, oh my God, run the living hell out of the football, please. I don't want to wait until the end of the year to figure that crap out. Like I think all of us are pretty much sick of it, right? Um, these are the games you need uh, to be able to do that. The Jaguars, the Dolphins, the Commanders, the Raiders, the Giants, right? Uh, you want these type of matchups. 
it's not necessarily that um, these teams are terrible. It's that they provide some room to let your roster grow in situations they need to grow. As much as you want to treat every game like a playoff game, you need to win it. You do. But small wins are big wins, right? Um, and I think that's something that this team has to, you know, I believe they pride themselves in. I've heard Sean McDermott say that. Um, and, you know, the primetime games are going to stack up pretty quickly for Buffalo. Right after that, uh, Buccaneers are going going to Buffalo. Then the Bills go back to Cincinnati in November. Almost feels like an in, the anniversary of, of the, the shocking situation that happened with DeMar Hamlin last year. And then the Broncos come to Buffalo. And, you know, we round it up with the Jets and then uh, the Eagles there before the bye. We can get to the, into the rest of the season in another podcast. But just looking at this stretch, I, I just see these teams that we're going to be facing uh, chip on their shoulder. Most of every single team we're going to be facing up until the bye week have a strong chip on their shoulder to prove themselves. And for some reason, the Bills are one of those teams. It's like an L.A. team. It's not that, you know, um, you hate them or whatever. You just do not want to lose to them. Buffalo is one of those teams other teams do not want to lose to. It, it looks good on their resume. They'll take it into the offseason when they want to get signed, whatever. Um, Buffalo provides that stage, provides that vibrato of a storyline, especially because of what's happening with Josh Allen and his stardom that supposedly he's getting embarrassed of. And I think, I don't know, who knows what's going to happen with him and Haley, who cares. But you see what's swirling around this team. You see the, the, the tension, the, the things that are starting to you know build up. But look... The tension's only going to get tighter, stronger, and Bill's got to be ready for it. Got a primetime preseason game, I guess you could call it, uh, tomorrow. So stay tuned for that. I got the Bills winning it 23-10. to 10. Uh, Yeah. Guys, thank you so much for joining me on Buff Hub, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I'm, again, I'm your host, Steve Vega. To all the first responders and military out there, thank you for what you do for our country and our communities. You guys stay united out there. Stay strong. Look out for each other. One last thing. Go Bills.
more to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. Claude 3 from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point of the price-performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skill and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and lowest-cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who use Anthropic to navigate this new frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, today. Jumpstart your genius with Claude 3 by Anthropic.